You found it. This is Japan Wood Podcast coming at you from Yaisu, Tokyo. Blowing hot air to the back end of Tokyo. My name is Matt Bigelow. And I'm Tom Molesky. We bring you the inner workings of Japan with an outsider's perspective with zero insights. Zero insight, corona free, indeed, guaranteed. Or your money back. Yep. All oh, that money, man. Yep. So much money. All the cheddar i got money <laughs> i like using anything like modern day slang but awkwardly yes so i say like ch- cheddar yeah i have some clams yeah if you will <laughs> these clams are burning a hole in my pocket um dead presidents no <laughs> dead presidents yes yeah exactly yes. yep what's and another what's one? sad is it's an old that slang is like 20 cabbage years old. cabbage yeah cabbage is go. a good one yeah. yep Making Cabbage. it uh, rain. Yeah. Making it rain. I think that one's still used, though. Yeah, okay. That That's okay, though. Yeah. Yeah. Just as long as it's awkward, I think it's good. Yeah. All right. Hey, yesterday, um, I was making it rain. You were making it rain. Yes. I was at the at the gentleman's club. Oh, wow. Making it rain. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the gentleman's club. <laughs> I was at the gentleman's club. Making it rain. Very nice. Well, it's someone else is making it rain because it's quite... Uh, how do I say? Uh, it's uh, well, it's it's cats and dogs. Okay, cats and dogs out there, folks. <laughs> For the last few days, actually, it's been rather miserable weather. Actually, yeah. How are it, you doing? Well, it, at outside least, of the gentleman's club, how are you? At least it's not those uh, those spray trucks we keep seeing out of China. <laughs> we're not we're not being sprayed with mysterious solutions. Yes, yes. At least by trucks. Yeah. Well, I, I've I've been in quarantine for the past almost two weeks now. My company sent me home yeah. full pay, as I mentioned. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've just been hitting the gym and trying to eat healthy and eat right. Oh, nice. I've lost a few kilograms. Really. But uh, yesterday, I I went a little bit too hard on the lats, and I think oh, really? I, I pinched a nerve in 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 my right behind my shoulder blade. It sucks. <laughs> it's and, all or nothing with you, isn't it? And when I'm <laughs> carrying twenty kilograms of Oh, gear gear. oh you're studio. feeling that, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. And then, uh, luckily, the trains are empty because of all the corona coronavirus fears. Yeah. So I, I didn't have to uh, stand with a, That's with, a good. with a giant pile of podcasting. Uh, I was trying to get another P in there. Can't it's, do it. <laughs> it's time to hit the... Uh, time to hit the, say, Kotsuin, actually, I think. Yeah, get I was thinking that. about going to, like, an onsen or a sento. Yeah. But then it's just... It feels like that's where you would get the coronavirus. Right, but how about the massage therapy places? Like, the, the, the actual, like... Medical, the scientific ones, not the you know, yes, joyous, <laughs> joyous finishing ones. Ooh, yeah, um, yes, happy plosion. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've thought about it. I thought about it. Um, even even then, though, I'm also like, wh- whose face has been mashed into this pillow today? Okay, you know, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you, you could drive yourself nuts with that, though. I know. And I think people are, actually. Yeah. Um, it's really becoming kind of a forced fast. But then again, we like we were discussing before, it's kind of, um, it kind of uh, comes in waves, this, this whole idea of people not going out or buying things. People the, are requested to stop, but then businesses are starting, you know, are, are losing customers, so they offer discounts. And then after a pause, people are like, well, let's take advantage because nobody's going there. And then people start going again, and they start traveling, and they start, again, spreading the virus because people are going to different places to take advantage. New people are going to take uh, advantage. So you're just redistributing all the population. And after that, you know, you're just kind of repeating this in a cycle. Yeah. And uh, so right now it seems like Tokyo Station it seemed to be just a little bit more crowded than it was last week to me. Yeah, I saw I saw more people this week as well. Yeah, and uh, a lot more with um with luggage actually. I noticed as well. So yeah, now people are are jumping on on the um discounts and, and 50% off here, right. 80% off there. I mean, they'll risk a little coronavirus for it. Absolutely. I just risked some getting here. Yeah, well yeah, there's also that. Like just going to work every day. By the work. way, yeah, I know, I know, I do. Work. By the way, what I learned was um, your company is actually quite generous because um, through if you were 
requested to stay home because of uh, because of coronavirus. They are only required to pay you sixty percent. I think I'm getting full. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying your company's good. Yeah. Um, I'm still working, so it doesn't affect me. But other places, it's uh, yeah, they get sixty percent of their regular salaries. That's insane. That's to, rough. To impose a forty percent pay cut. Yeah, I'd be looking for another job. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd be like, hey, that's not that's not what we agreed on. I know, I know, right? And then you wonder if people could take advantage of that and come up with an excuse for you not to work, and so they don't have to pay you fully. Yeah, yeah, I, it's c'est possible. Well, this is kind of this. When we say this is a Pandora's box, this the whole coronavirus, it really is. It's like you're starting to learn how people can take advantage of a, a, like people's panic situations and um, and how they can kind of manipulate it to their advantage. It's an interesting. I'm human surprised experience. that um, toilet paper became even a thing. Like yeah. it, it, I saw a whole bunch of videos from Australia yeah. and America and Canada. Yeah, people lined up around the block around Costco, beating the shit out of each other for toilet paper. And yeah. I'm like, that's a new one. Yeah, that's a new one. Right. Yeah, that's it, a new one. <laughs> especially in in Japan, where it is, you know, the 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 country of the bidet. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's um. It's weird. You it's, can get it's... away with actually. This is the one country you can get away with less toilet paper. I think it's because of the smartphone. Okay, you think it's just um, it's it the, spreads on Twitter. It's induced by by uh, social media. You're saying. Well, when this new technology came out, mm-hmm. that yeah. oh, do we have time. Yeah, sure. this new technology came out that allowed websites yeah. and news websites mm-hmm. to understand where people were clicking in real time. Yeah, yeah. Now you know yeah. what the public is interested in, right. and you can just feed them that. Yeah, and then when something spreads on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then people check out on that whatever was on mm-hmm. Twitter or Weibo or Weibo or whatever yeah. onto an official website. Yeah, everybody's going to click on that, mm-hmm. and in real time, yeah. the editors of that newspaper or news service yeah. can then start creating more news stories about that because that's what people are going to click on, and mm-hmm. that's what's going to make more advertisements pop up. Mm-hmm. And then there might even be advertisements for discounts on toilet paper if you go to some of these websites. So it's a way to circulate mm-hmm. in real time uh, what what people are are looking at in their hands because people are living through their phones these days. That's true. Yeah. And if their perception of reality can be manipulated in real time algorithms flying through the air and wireless communication transmissions, yes, uh, advertisers and companies are going to take care. And that's weird that it was toilet paper. Yeah, that's yeah. a weird one. And I'm globally. Also, yeah. But it, and then I guess it moved. It went from mass to toilet paper, and then I guess to tissue as well. But other things w- were not, like for example, like alcohol swabs or anything. Those were not uh, bought out, which would make more sense. Yeah, something like that was. Yeah. Uh, it didn't go panic on that. It's bizarre. It is. It's um, bizarre. Do you think there's going to be a breaking point to this? Um, I mean, we are like media foie gras. You know, what I mean, yeah, like force fed uh, until. You know, yeah, I, I wonder. Well, we're gonna get a lot more into that sure. at, later on in the podcast. I have, I have, I've done some research, and uh, it'll be, it'll be very unlike the the type of thing that people hear when when people are clicking on Twitter or going to CNN. It's not conspiratorial. I just mm-hmm. did a whole bunch of research across different platforms and and did my own assembly of some uh, really uh, pertinent data. Oh, well. so we we'll get into that a little bit later. Looking forward to hearing it. Yes. All right. So I think it's time for a little music. How's that? C'est bon. Je pense que c'est parfait pour maintenant. I don't speak French. Oh, so. <laughs> je suis désolé. C'est dommage. I'm, I'm shamed. Yes. Lingually. I don't speak any languages, even if I'm in Japan, you know. So anyway, but let's listen to a Japanese band. Language free, guaranteed. Language free, insight free, pretty much yes. everything. Yes. Let's listen to the Molise.
And that was Hello, Hello by The Molise. You can find out more about them by on their site, uh, www.themolise.com. If you like, um, they're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, one of the reasons I was playing this song, we played them uh, a different track of theirs before. Um, Yuzuru, the guitarist, actually came down to T's Lounge uh, with me uh, yesterday and did kind of a VJ DJ set. Um Dear Japan What listeners, you may have noticed my voice is a little hoarse. I spent a lot of time drinking and listening to music last night. Uh, it started off with beer, but then they started offering a free, do you know shokoshu? Yeah. Yeah, the, the hot Chinese uh, alcohol. Yeah. Um, I started getting shots of that for free. And I know, it, but after a few beers, it, it really, and you want to keep the mood going, yeah. it, you, you'll suffer through it. I used to drink a lot of shokoshu. Well, my wife also enjoys it, but she puts sugar in it, actually. I used to go to a place that put um, umeboshi, the oh, pickled, wow. a little okay. tiny pickled plum in there. All right, that's harsh, because it's a bitter drink, and yeah. then adding sour to it. Yeah. Oof. Ugh. But anyway, we had a great time. He wrote me, said thanks. It was so much fun. Huh. And um, yeah, and it also went to show you the place was actually pretty crowded, which I was not sure if it was him. Um, we advertised it as an event, or it was just the fact that so many other places had closed. I think it's one of those. I think things. it's one of those too. Yeah, I've Absolutely. noticed. I, I did some research about some of this. Oh, all right. Well, we that's got our guest. All right. Well, let's get him on. Hold on a second. Yes. Andrew, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. You are on the air. (laughs) Welcome to the Japan What Podcast. Andrew Hulke is an organizer, musician, um, uh, media specialist, photographer, videographer, a list of things that go as far as my arm, and I have long arms. Very long arms indeed. Yeah, it doesn't sound like I do much, does it? (laughs) You have a lot of free time there, I take it. <laughs> Not so much these days, no. Well, you know, you were a guy that I knew. You had, basically, every time I saw you, you, you had a new hobby. Yeah, that's probably fair to say. I still yeah. do, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you went from, you were doing music, you went then to, uh, it, uh, what was it, you were recording events, and then you, you were taking pictures of the events, then you came up with your own event, and then the last time I talked to you, uh, you were talking about le- leather crafting. Yeah, yeah. Are you still doing some the leather crafting as well? Yeah. You're you're still doing that? Yeah. Um, I need some long... underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think you want leather underwear. Uh, long story short, basically everybody for Christmas this year got leather cra- leather crafted presents, and uh, it went down well. So you know. Nice. So uh, how? Do I you... need a big pouch in my underwear. Can you make me some? <laughs> <laughs> I think I can arrange that one for you. Thank you. I would help pay for that if we could get a picture of him wearing it. <laughs> Leather pants with a big pouch. Yes. I just bought an antique phone, mm-hmm. and it would go well with that in a photograph, I believe. <laughs> nice. oh, sounds good. Okay. Yes. Now, um, Thanks now, for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, very, very welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, um, you are the one of the vocalists and guitarists of the band Instant Karma. As yep. well as the organizer and director, actually, of the Music Room Sessions live. Uh, I believe last week you had a show, and it's uh, at the Infinity Books uh, event space in Asakusa. How did the show yeah, go? We, yeah, we had that last night. It went really well, actually. Oh, it was last um, night. Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, we got... Um, oh, and first, while I'm on the air, thank you guys for, for advertising it for the last couple of weeks. I appreciate that. Oh, it's our pleasure. Uh, yeah, it went down well. We had uh, Brian Smith and Brad Didway. Uh, we had a um, surprising uh, turnout, actually, to be honest, considering all things going around. Um, well, I've you're welcome. Lot... No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of mixed things with the, with the virus going around. Some places are normal and some places are dead, and it, it doesn't seem to have a rhyme or reason. One event gets it and another doesn't, but nobody can figure out why. 
I've noticed, I did some research on this um, by talking to some groups on Facebook, and I've noticed that places that expect a lot of international people from different places, those places are closing down. But if it's a local place with a lot of sort of international people that are there as a community, those places are doing well. All right, so also we're still supporting each other, but not those that are uh, coming in to visit us, man. That's right, yeah. yeah. Those visitors... Screw them, man. They got the virus. Yeah. Well, the novelty visitor, the visits are gone, I think. Yes. That's yeah. Right. yeah. So, Andrew, I was wondering, could you tell uh, our listeners how you got involved in the indie music scene here in Tokyo, in Chiba? Uh, Seven yeah, reasons. Uh, Go. <laughs> well, a long time ago, I just moved here. Um, I actually came across an advertisement on one of the uh, meetups. Posted ah, yes. by actually yourself, Tom. Actually, yeah, for I an it event around. in uh, Anger, uh, uh, Long Live Rock, way back when. Ah, uh, yes, Topper's event, actually. Yeah, uh, yes, it, r- run by Topper's, held at Live House Anger. That's the one, and uh, so I came down to that one. I asked around, you know, where's a good place for an open mic, and I was introduced to uh, a lovely lady that um, sadly is no longer with us, uh, Chizuru, uh, yeah. Chizuzu, sorry, and. Uh, she uh, she uh, brought me into a live house at a bar at Toppers and gave me my head start on that. And then from there, I did uh, events with uh, with you, Tom. We did the Sobo Acoustic Tour, which was a lot of fun. And uh, and from there, like I say, I expanded out into the, the camera and the, the photos and the videos. And and through that, just traveled around lots of live, live houses around uh, Tokyo and Chiba area. Now, are you performing, sorry... Uh exclusively um, uh, with Instant Karma now, or are you also performing as a solo artist? I still perform solo. Um, not as often. Um, and I'm not I'm not too worried about that. I'm really enjoying playing with the band, but every now and again somebody says, hey, do you want to play a set? And I'm like, yeah, I'm up for that. Oh, wonderful. What are some of the changes you've noticed in the past five years um, regarding the international scene and also... Um, things like um, uh, social media affecting the changes of the live experience. Uh, well, Let's start with I the noticed, international scene. Yeah. Well, with the international, I've noticed a lot more as a photographer, I've had to be a bit ruthless of not worrying about getting in the way of random person's camera phone. Um, <laughs> that's, that, that's become a lot more prevalent. Um, the scene itself, I mean... It's it's a very I guess it's very transient because there's people that come and go. Um, there's a, a group that have been here a long time. I mean, I've been here six years, but you yourself, Matter, you've been ten, eleven years. Yeah, a bit longer than that, my friend. <laughs> well, there you go then. And uh, and there's this sort of a steady group of people that stay, but we get people that drop in and stay for a couple of years and and leave their mark and move on, and the scene sort of evolves in their absence but still with them kind of there and then you know you know you'll talk to somebody about oh do you remember you know so and so from way back when oh yeah they were a hell of a guitarist what happened to them or they went back home again yeah uh, and what about the um social media or the apps i don't know i want to say that I, I use mainly i use the for for shows and things i use the facebook and uh you're not getting on but, tiktok anytime soon for that <laughs> I've I've I've, lo- I've looked into it, but um, as you can tell, I'm a bit of a talker, and the the few seconds you get for TikTok, um, I don't think it'll do me. For the word "talk" in the actual app name, there's very little of it going on. <laughs> yeah, it just actually really ticks me off. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps ticking over. Watch the next person. Watch the next person. Watch the next person. By um, person, I, you mean Asian bikini model, right? <laughs> Quite often, yeah, or just <laughs> random, um, probably an Asian person running around the street causing havoc and you just want to shake your head going, why are you doing well, that? Well, if you skip through those ones more quickly, the AI will uh, register that you don't like them as much. And if you watch the videos in full, the AI will feed you more of those videos. Uh, that's, that's why my Facebook app random shows me random things yeah so the bite dance is the parent company of tiktok and they developed tiktok as an ai first application where 
the user doesn't really need to program or do anything. Uh, just whatever they end up watching, more of that comes into their feed. So wow, that's, that's why my ratio of Asian bikini models to Asian people running around is about 10 to 1 in favor of the bikini models. Because <laughs> that's the ones you stay with. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dirtbag. Hey, own it, be who you are. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to actually ask you a little bit about the, uh, what is it, the music sessions. Um, yeah. And uh, could you tell us a little bit more about the place you hold it at? Because I think that's kind of interesting. The music yeah, sessions, it, excuse me. Yes. It, it's held at in Infinity Books in uh, Asakusa. It's about, what, a five, ten minute walk away from Asakusa Station. Yeah. And it's a bookstore. Yeah, it's, it's, and, it makes for a very interesting surrounding when you have like acoustic musicians performing and their backdrop is, is just large shelves of books. It's actually quite yeah. beautiful, I think. And the owner is, is big into music and um, he's a huge fan of the, the Tiny Desk concerts, the is it NPR. Uh, yeah, NPR, yeah, those are good. Those are good. Uh, and that's oh. kind of what he's looking for and it's kind of sort of what we do. Yeah. Um, although they're, they're very short, sort of 15 minutes, you come in and play three, play three songs. Whereas I, uh, myself and Mickey and yourself, Tommy, joined us as well for as guest host yeah. uh, for an episode. We're, we're trying to look for inspiring new musicians. So the, the, the joke line that we often use is, you know, you, the elevator door opens, a young kid runs in and goes, oh, my goodness, it's you. Yeah. You know, I'm really inspired. I want to start writing. How do I start? Mm. And so we use that as a launching point. Oh, nice. Oh, great. And um, so the NPR um, format is what inspired you to do it as um, you do a, an interview question and then a song and then another question. Is that what in, inspired that, NPR? Um, well, no, just the, the whole concept is kind of inspired by NPR. Okay. Um, just having that more intimate connection with the musicians. They mm -hmm. come down, it's all unplugged and... Uh, it's a bit more raw and, and, and ready to go. But the actual format, actually, um, I have to hold my hands up. But Mickey came up with that one. He said, I want to I want to do this. I want to sit with the musician. I want to talk with them between their songs. And, you know, it gives the, the, the evening a nice flow. Um, and it helps you, you know, if, if the conversation's running down a bit, you say, okay, please play your next song. And uh, and then it picks the vibe back up again. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true, though. Yeah, when... Um... When I hosted it, um, it was good after, what was it? I think I made uh, Holly cry. Um, yeah, that was a good thing. Well, now play some music, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, now you're upset. Please yes. carry on, play music. <laughs> Holly Drake, the country singer. She was, uh, she was not angry at me. It was just a, a kind of question that brought up some memories. And uh, um, yes. Uh, I think she has a few memories. Yeah, I think she's, she has a few. That's fair to say. Um, it was a very fun night uh, yeah. with... Uh, her and uh, Grant, actually, Grant Rolls. That yes. was a good time. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have any guests, any uh, any favorite memories from the number of shows that you've already done that, that really stick with you? Any more yeah, women um, crying, for yeah, example? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I've had a, a couple of um, international guests on the show over, over the couple of years that I've done it. I had a, a band called November Vargen, who are, um, they call themselves Math Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. And but they, they came in and they stripped it down. One a guitar, one guitar. There was four or five people there. Um, lead vocals, backing vocals. Like there was a, a piano player and a or synth player and a bass player. They left their instruments at home, but they they came and did the backing vocals. And just the strip the stripped down versions of their songs were absolutely incredible. Um, and then yeah, uh, last night we had a good show with Brian Smith. He's a he's a like a. a a bright quirky character with really catchy quirky songs and uh you know just just the vibe when he was playing everybody in the audience was was bobbing along and that's, that's always good to see as well oh wonderful sounds cool man is there any guests yeah. that you're hoping to get for a future episode well yeah well coming up uh in april we have ian grano and oh, yeah. uh koji koji tamura oh uh, yeah from dogs yeah from dogs, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's going to be an interesting night as well because even acoustically, Ko Koji plays a bit heavier. Yeah, he does. And then does, Ian's yeah. a, a bit lighter, so it's going to be a nice, nice counterbalance. Uh, then in May, I've got uh, T. Um, she's coming in to do some stuff. Um, the second slot is open, but I'm hoping to grab Amy for Amy Blackschlager for that one as well. Oh yeah, Amy, sure. And then for June, at the minute, I've got Nature Airliner. 
and oh, cool, uh, cool. the next slot after that. So, yeah, I'm getting the people coming in. Uh, I actually have a question about Amy. Did she perform one of the songs for Attack on Titan? Yes. Yeah, she did, yeah. that's cool. Then that's a real that's a real get actually if you can get her for a guest. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, well the, the, those two run a. Um, a jam session once a month, I believe. So the, the oh. thought of getting the two of them on, you know, although it's a separate session, but on the same night was quite an appealing prospect. Yeah, that's great. And um, I have another question for you actually about finding shows. Do you find it's yeah. difficult for you as a foreigner to find shows or do you have to go through kind of more unconventional routes to get shows? Whereas, you know, because there's so many live houses here, but it's yeah. kind of, it's actually limited our, our, our choices if you're not looking to spend a lot of money. Yeah, um, I mean, solo, I, I kind of, at this stage, I kind of play when I'm asked. Okay. I, I'm not. I'm not really in the hunt for There's shows. There's no need to brag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I get asked about once every three months. Okay. <laughs> which, so it's not that, that special, but it, it's something I enjoy uh I enjoy doing when I'm asked, and sometimes yeah, I'll go out hunting for it. Um, the places I play is kind of a small circle um, of Gamma, so um, yeah. the where often as Instant Karma we play in Amp, uh, ah, yeah, sure. the, which is at Shibuya Shibuya Knob. Yep, there's um, yeah. which is an absolutely fantastic venue. It's tiny, but you you get a few people in there, and the vibe's pretty cool. Oh, um, for instance, Karma, a lot of the stuff, um, Mike, there's a lot of the uh, looking for venues and shows to play at. And he says, we're playing this night. And I go, great. Uh, yeah. Is there any other place you would point uh, people looking for shows to? Um, well, well, <clears throat> following the podcast, I think you've already mentioned them. Like yeah. Toppers, um, mm -hmm. Anger's fantastic. Um, I've not actually played Kay's Dream, but I have... Um, been down and watched a, a show or two down there and that's a lot of fun yeah um fun. i'm trying to think uh like warrior celts always uh, we've played there it's quite fun it's a new eno uh, it's a little bit of a different yeah, but, location as well yeah yeah it's um and there's a couple i've played like a couple of the um, what the bars as uh, ruby room in shibuya mm -hmm. uh knobs in shibuya um there's the another pub in shibuya that does uh live music as well and the name suddenly escaped me uh, oh, thank you for bringing oh, it to light. <laughs> <laughs> thank oh, that, you for mentioning that, that one. Great. Well, yeah. um, I was wondering also, what do you see the um, the music room sessions going from here? Is there, do you like it as is, or is there anything that you'd like to develop in that? Well, I, at the minute, I want to develop it as a joining joining and hopefully not competing with you guys, releasing it as a podcast as well. I, I don't think it necessarily mm. needs the visuals as long as the audio is pretty tight mm -hmm. um, and get it spread out that way for people listening and enjoying, you know, it'd be nice one day to have somebody send me a message from France saying, hey, I listened to your, your podcast and I enjoyed random person from Tokyo's music. I'm following them on Facebook now. That would be a, a, a cool achievement. Um, I think so too, man. More podcasts, the better. That's why I see it. Fantastic. All right. Well, I'll, afterwards, I'll have to pick your brains on how I go to go about it then. Um, but yeah, um, I'd like to develop. I'd like to get um, more Japanese acts in. But at the minute, it's kind of limited to Japanese acts that speak English. Right. I, they yeah. don't necessarily have to sing in English. But mm -hmm. I don't have uh, an ability to. Well, my, my Japanese ability is pretty low, and I don't. And if, if there's a contact that wants to host a Japanese band and do it all in Japanese. You know, I'm more than happy to have something different on, um, get more international acts coming in, stopping over, you know, sharing their, their differences between the scenes. That, that's somewhere I'd like to see it go. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a great vision of it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, well, I, I've actually run into the same thing where it's, you try to do an interview with kind of a limited level, English level uh, Japanese band, and it takes a lot of work if you're going to do it that way. Yeah. You have to, there's a lot of prep time that goes into yeah. it. and um, They're some, not good with um, lateral thinking. 
Like well, if you ask like a sudden question, a lot of them will. A lot of them will. That's my experience. Yeah, yeah. They, they they'll get tripped up and then they get really ashamed of their English ability and then they get uh, yeah. they shut down. So uh, yes, the shame. Uh, the the shame. Well, it's like of, it's like an ex Catholic or something. Yeah. One of the things I'm actually quite proud of what we do is even with the native speakers, we'll sit down beforehand and discuss what we're going to talk right. about and what questions they kind of want to answer, what songs they're playing, and we can talk about the different ideas that come from those songs before they even play. So when we get to sit down for the interview, nothing's a surprise for them. Yeah, that's uh, I find that's a good way to do it. But there is also, I think there's a fine balance with that as well, because there is yeah. sometimes you want a genuine reaction, and if you pre-plan everything, it's harder to get that, especially if you're mm. filming. That's true, yeah. So there is, yeah, you want to leave one or two, not nasty surprises, but like... <laughs> it's definitely a fine balance to walk. Yeah. Well, if musicians were interested in participating in your event, how would they contact you? Uh, they can go through uh, Facebook if you look for um, OPB Tokyo. That's Offbeat Photography Tokyo. OPB um, Photography, okay. Yeah, OPB Tokyo. OPB, sorry, Tokyo, excuse me. Yeah. Or, or if oh, it is Offbeat Offbeat Photography Tokyo in the search bar. That's the one. Um, we we I'll show up and they can send me a, a message through that and, and and talk to me. Or they can talk to me through the the Gaijin um, group or the music group on on Facebook as well. I'm on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if international bands are coming in, that the the, um, the my Facebook page for the photography is the best way to go. Okay. How about um your YouTube channels if they want to see what the program is about. Again, um, search for Offbeat Photography Tokyo on YouTube, um, and they come up there. Um, you can search the sister channel, which is Offbeat uh, Productions Tokyo, which I haven't really done much with recently, but that's got a lot more of just general life in Tokyo-type vlogs and things. But the, the music stuff will show up on the uh, photography one. So basically, if you Offbeat Photography Tokyo something, you'll find that that will lead to you. Yes, that's okay. correct. Yeah. Fair enough, then. <laughs> All right, I think that's all. Okay, Tom. Uh, sorry, Tom. Yes. Andrew. I'm looking at Tom, thinking about Andrew. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for being on the podcast. No worries. Thank you very much for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. All right. We'll take care and stay corona-free. Oh, yes. You too, guys. Take See care. See you later. <laughs> it didn't help that I was lip-syncing his words, so that's why you call them Tom. Yeah, you're shadowing his I got <laughs> What's this? You're listening to the Japan What Podcast with zero insight guaranteed. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, nice outro music. I didn't uh, a new a new uh, bonus feature I'm here. Stepping her up. Yeah, you absolutely are. Uh, so I I've, I've been in the quarantine because of this stupid virus. Uh, so I've been looking at uh, my uh, recording programs on my MacBook. Sure. And yeah. I noticed that Logic Pro X it's like a 75 gigabyte program. Mm-hmm. I was wondering why. And then I realized that there's all of these instruments in the in the actual computer okay. and you can play them with the keyboard. Oh wow. With the okay. computer keyboard. Nice. So I went and I took this song idea I had yeah. in my head, just like um uh, an instrumental type of a song. Okay. And I I played it, I recorded the guitar myself, mm-hmm. but then I added in all of the instruments after the fact Okay. through the uh, Logic Pro X. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure, but I have two songs. Okay. Uh, they're Both of them are relatively short, but they might be contestants to replace <sighs> this introduction we have going here. Interesting. So this one is called the Corona Shuffle. <laughs>
Should I hold my uh, opinions back until I hear the second one? Or? Yeah, the second okay. one um, is uh, it's more of a funk feel okay. from like a 70s type of thing. Nice. So, oh, I like that. I call that one the uh, introduction to Night Court. Yeah, I was going to say, that's Night Court. <laughs> Are you trying to... <laughs> so, You're not going to bamboozle me. I was raised on TV. Come John Larroquette. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was like... We're going to use the Night Court theme song for our for our, our opening. No, I made okay. it with my Logic Pro. Sure, sure. Which By was, astounding coincidence, sounds exactly it like... It was the best of times. Yeah. It was the blurst of times. Yes, okay. Well, to... Uh, Quote one of my favorite characters on that show, Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Bull. John Larroquette. Well, so what do you think of the first one, though? Very frenetic. Uh, I, I kind of almost imagine a Looney Tune-esque character playing guitar in the middle with, like, like Daffy Duck playing the trumpet, like, going off screen and then coming off the other side, playing it in his ear. Yes. I like it. I like that style very much, actually. So I, I'm all for it. Japan, what listeners let us know what you think of the music, except for the second one. Except for the second one. Yes. Night Court. Yeah. <laughs> Bull. <laughs> Were you really trying to fool me? Uh, no, not okay, at all. Okay, all right. Not I was like, all. come on now. <laughs> why would, Give I, me a why little... would I try to uh, steal the theme song from Night Court? I don't all, know. I'm just... Yeah. Uh, Cheers was too much on the nose. Yeah, okay. And then, uh, and it, you couldn't find Chico and the Man. <laughs> Chico and the Man, Taxi. Yeah. Uh, taxi's too a little bit too obvious to certain people. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, Night Court is the one that everybody knows but is not really mentioned. You know what's funny? It was a really popular show in its day, too. Yeah. That's the funny thing. It, it just disappeared. Time. Like, yeah. Um, I was actually just looking up Chico and the Man theme. That's why uh, I brought that one up. But, uh... Yeah, um, I always wondered what happened. I saw one episode of Thirty Rock where they were trying to bring back an episode of, and they brought every the old cast on it. But oh, well, that, sounds, that was still weird. like five years ago. But, yeah, but um, yeah, I love that show too. Me anyway, too. good memories. Thanks. So that I have all this free time because I'm basically getting paid to stay at home. Are you going stir crazy at all? No, I've been watching lots of um, a lot of programs that I want to watch and catch up on and. Just research a lot and hit the gym, mm -hmm. leading to all sorts of pinched nerves in my back. Yeah, yeah. But uh, not stir crazy at all. It's been really nice. Oh, okay. It's been awesome. Wonderful. I've, really, I've been really enjoying it. And because I have all of this time yeah. and I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. Um, Just rub that in. A little more salt, please. <laughs> Here's getting, my wound. I feel like I have to be doing something. So sure, I've been of course. learning all of these instruments yeah. and learning how to do more compression and studying microphones and bringing old microphones that I've bought but haven't been using and trying to see if I can uh, understand them better and things like that. So I've just been studying and mm -hmm. trying to not s spend money because uh, I'll probably be looking for work sometimes. Yeah, right. Better, <laughs> yeah. Better option than Netflix and chill, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, I don't have Netflix. Me neither. I, I hate Netflix. Netflix was good for about five months. Yeah. And then I just ended up scrolling and scrolling. I see. And yeah. then I would look up an episode. I'd be like, this episode, this this TV show looks good. Yeah. But it's a, it's a character cast of 15 people. Yeah, yeah. And it's 12 and episodes. And, and now I have to suddenly get a whole bunch of new information and remember these large-scale narratives just to fucking relax, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's not so relaxing anymore, especially when you feel like you got to either binge-watch it or just, like, totally commit to it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I remember binge-watching things like Sex in the City in the mid-2000s, and that was okay because yeah. you could watch a standalone episode and yeah. sometimes they would continue on with each other. But right. it was also very formulaic and it was more, it was funnier. It wasn't yeah. so epic, you know, like Game it, of Thrones turned everything into an epic drama. I think you could also have it more in the background when you, when you watch that show. But yeah. now you really have to pay attention. Like for me, the ones that, the two shows that really drew me in and like, I was like not sleeping because I wanted to catch up with it was, uh, 
24, the first couple seasons yep, of 24, and then um, Prison Break. Prison Break, I was like, oh, God, I got it. I can't, I can't. I have, like, okay, five minutes, bathroom break, back to it, you know? like Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was really good. So... Uh, that one, that song I, I, I recorded is called the Wuhan Shuffle or the, the Corona Shuffle. I'm not really sure which one, um, because of this of this virus. Uh, so, I was wondering. I yeah. hear a lot about Wuhan this and Wuhan that. Yeah. And I went and I uh, okay. just compiled a whole bunch of information from not not the headlines, but you know four or five paragraphs down in the head after the headlines. Yeah. Or just... podcast transcripts with. Uh, engineers who are working for telecom companies okay. outside of China but have relations in Wuhan, and I would look at what they're saying about yeah. what's going on there. And I just compiled a whole bunch of information about what's going on in Wuhan okay. and the, uh, the the economic factors. So you're kind of filtering out all the sensationalism of it and yeah. trying to get the hard facts. That's right. Okay. I, I'm not trying to say, toilet paper! Yeah. Buy toilet paper! <laughs> I'm not trying to say that. Thank you for that. Um, I am wearing headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so uh, this is just a list. Let's begin. Okay. Uh, McDonald's suspended operations in five Chinese cities. Wow. H&M closing down a total of 13 stores in the Wuhan region. Mm-hmm. Swedish furniture store IKEA, or IKEA, also temporarily closed its store, which wow. employs 500 people. Wow. A total of nine car factories, including uh, Peugeot, Citroën, Renault, Renault, Honda, and China's Dongfen, are based in Wuhan. Dongfen is the third largest car manufacturer in China. My goodness. China, uh, Facebook also asked staff not to visit China and to work from home if they had traveled there. WeWork, the office share company, closed 70 of its locations in China. 70. That's a lot of... Wuhan excels in three sectors, telecommunications, automotive, and pharmaceutical. They include making display panels and memory optical communications, automobiles and parts components, and biomedicine and medical devices. The region has four national industrial bases or centers of expertise, storage, cybersecurity, electric vehicles, connected cars, and aerospace. EV connected cars is one category. Employee health is another concern now in China, finally, for the first time ever. If one employee is diagnosed with a confirmed case of coronavirus, protocol requires either shutdown or isolation of the entire plant. Oh my goodness. Half of the Fortune 500 facilities, uh, for, sorry, half of the Fortune 500 have facilities, operations, or manufacturing sites within Wuhan. In fact, DHL put out a report within the past week to all already expect shipment delays. They said tracking and rail cargo services in the province have ground to a halt. They also talk about um, how if you use uh, the epicenter of uh, Wuhan uh, for the virus, it uh, cascades out from there, regardless of what city you're in. Not only Western companies, but India imports 70% of its active pharmaceutical ingredients from China. These imports are used to manufacture key medicines. Um, and Japan will t- temporarily nullify 2.8 million visas held by Chinese and 17,000 held by South Koreans to prevent the new coronavirus from spreading in the country. They're nullifying visas. 2.8 million. Like, no matter what, that's going to have a serious impact, and it, it's going to be ad- adverse. I mean, there's nothing... I mean, in yes, maybe we're going to avoid some health, some more health events or issues, but... That's got to affect relations with the com- uh, country. Like, you know, if we're expecting 2.8 million people to be coming in and they're not, that's that can't help the economy. That can't help. Like, so much is going to be affected by this. Yeah, it's cr- like, so that's my research. Yeah. Um, that's all factual. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why you can't just get that in one place. You can get it here, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I studied, I, I'm a trained journalist. I studied journalism and mm-hmm. most yeah. of what I see is not journalism. Right, right. I just wonder, I had to go through eight or nine different websites, podcasts, interviews, yeah. video, audio, text, just to get that. Right, yeah. It's quite the compilation. So why the why the frick, the frick yeah. did the whole global economy decide to put everything into Wuhan, which is in central China, Way far away from Shanghai and Beijing and Shenzhen, these border towns. Yeah, yeah. It's right in the middle, and the Chinese government just shuts it down. Yeah. That is insane how we've allowed ourselves to be put in this compromised position. I smell a conspiracy theory. 
Uh, well, whether it is conspiracy theory or not, yeah. it, it is very true. I, the the Chinese government just said we're shutting it down. Yeah, and now the Chinese government is saying now that coronavirus's cases are raising uh, far faster outside of China than yeah. within China. Right, we're here willing to help. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's they're coming them. to our help now. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it, 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 I I could say it's a conspiracy theory, or I could say. Um, it's just a tragic accident, but the actual effects yeah, is the same. They're studying and, the effects regardless. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at this going like, who's in charge? Yeah. Who's in charge? Why did we put everything into Wuhan? Well, that's crazy. And nobody even knew it. Did you yeah. see that Dean Koontz book? Uh, I know which There's one. There's a Dean um, Koontz book from 1981. What is it called? Uh, actually, yeah, it was like some sort not coma. It was, um, no, nah, I'm sorry, I don't know. I can't think. It's not coming to me. Is it like an epidemic or pandemic kind of? Dean Koontz, Wuhan. Um, Dean Koontz's 1981 thriller about a deadly virus yeah. from Wuhan is now a bestseller. So oh, wow. Yeah. In the book itself, it, yeah. it says... In 2020, yeah. a, a a bacteria or virus will be released, and it will affect people's lungs. And this is made from oh a biomedical God. virology center in Wuhan and called the Deadly Wuhan 400. Me? No. When did this come out? In 1981. Jesus. What? 30, oh, my God. 39 years ago, he, he called it, like, to the year. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if anybody's visiting his house now saying, exactly how did you know? <laughs> yeah. Here's the quote. Um, you have to go back 20 months. It was around then that a Chinese scientist named Li Chen, I'm quoting from the book, yeah, yeah. defected to the United States, carrying a diskette record of China's most important and dangerous new biological weapon in a decade. They call the stuff Wuhan 400 because it was developed at their RDNA labs outside the city of Wuhan. Wow. And it was the 400th viable strain of man-made, micro, man-made microorganisms created at that research center. Wuhan 400 is a perfect weapon. You think you, or maybe they were inspired by the book? Who knows? Yeah, but man. What the hell is that? Somebody said, that's not a bad idea. So you, you say it's a conspiracy theory, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I was just honestly trying to look at the facts, and, and with all this free time I have because yeah. I'm at home with full pay, I thought I would try to come with something. You know, yeah, yeah. And if it's a conspiracy theory, it's frightening. Or if it's just us being that short-sighted, it's even some way scarier. Yeah, the, the, the fact that it's not a conspiracy and that it, everybody is just like, okay, we're going to put everything in Wuhan. Yeah. We're going to put all of our biomedical, yeah. all of our manufacturing, right. all of our cybersecurity, all of our panel production, not all, but yeah, all no. of these things together yeah. and uh, just uh, make money, okay? Right. We're not going to consider the implications of what could happen if everything was focused in one place that nece- you know we're not necessarily always friendly with even. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then we'll also make this yeah. thing called just-in-time delivery. Yeah. Shit, man. <laughs> man. Yeah, well. <laughs> Who's in charge? I know. Well, and then again, when you see the people who are in charge, you're like, yeah, I guess I could see that happening, We right? can't be racist. Wash your hands. Or. Don't I, be racist. Wash your hands. That's or, that's yeah. what our leaders are responding with. Or the other side of it is like, I have a hunch, you know, this this virus will just end at the end. But, you know, you know, I'm ignoring the scientific experts behind me and just say it. That I have a hunch. I have no degree in anything. You know, it's it's one extreme or the other. Yeah. And either way, it doesn't work out well for us. And people are like, time paper! Yeah. Time paper! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's so weird. What a weird time to be alive, I like man. your toilet paper desperation voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, it's just so unusual. And yeah. That, that becomes the main topic on the news. Yeah. Toilet paper. And then everybody yeah. on Facebook is like... Why all this toilet paper talk? And it's like, that's not the issue. It's not the <laughs> yeah. issue at all. It's not even remotely 1% of the issue. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like just whatever's in front of you at the moment, that's the, the topic of discussion. Nothing else. People have gotten that short-sighted. Well, I, we were talking about this earlier, but one of the latest advances in, in, in online journalism yeah. is websites having knowing and understanding exactly where you click. Yeah. 
and that indicates yes, the public yeah. interest. And so if you can understand in real time what people are interested in, right, yeah. instead of just providing a whole bunch of stories yeah. and having some of them become popular and some of them just become not fringe topics, but just that that's our 3% of yeah. our readership over there. They can make the entire website 100% yeah. relevant to what the people are interested in. So yeah. the toilet paper becomes this thing where people are on Twitter going into a grocery store and they see some video of yeah. some guy with a bunch of toilet paper and they go, oh my God, toilet paper. It, and then yeah. they click on the news and then the news is like, toilet paper. And it becomes this real time algorithm. Vis- yeah. It controls people in real time with wireless algorithms floating around all around us well it becomes this vicious cycle slash self-fulfilling prophecy where it's just like we do it because we see it and we see it because we do it like and it just continues and it just gets more and more focused and uh, god i hope there's just a breaking point to it where we just start cutting ourselves off from it but i I don't think it'll be soon done that long time ago yeah i got rid of my tv in 1999 2000 and uh yeah I haven't, so I'm not like a TV person. Yeah, but I've been using um, TV and news articles for uh, education for the past 10, 15 years. Right. Yeah. And I co- collect these news articles mm-hmm. and I present them to people, and I understand after which time what people like. But I also end up watching and rewatching the same news over and over again. Oh, I see. And then you can see how yeah. the bias changes with editorial boards, right? And, and how you know you move on a few years and you go, wait a minute. Yeah. A few years ago, this this news station was saying something completely different they must have a new journalist or a new board member it's like yeah you look into it oh it's like managers at a restaurant yeah it's like the restaurant Uh -uh. display is the same yeah joe's burgers right but you know what what happened to your famous um pickle curry burger it's like oh that was the previous manager he was an indian from uh, britain yeah our new guy is a jamaican guy so we have the jerk chicken burger yeah but the sign says joe's burgers yeah yeah right right but yeah and every well, the thing is, everybody wants to leave their mark, also. So they're they're gonna change it, maybe if it didn't need it, just so it's theirs. Right. I think there's also that. Yeah. Well, my goodness. Well, may I continue the uh, posterior themed uh, discussion we were having with a news article? Yes. All right. Well, um, I saw this one on your favorite sort of news. Um, oh wait, 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 wait. Before, oh, yeah, oh, you yeah, want to move a... off from the corona? I have okay, one one more thing about the corona. This one's taken from NHK. Okay, let's listen. A team of Chinese scientists says it's discovered two major types of the new coronavirus, and one of them is more easily transmitted than the other. Oh, dear. Chinese media say the results were published Tuesday in the magazine National Science Review. Chinese. The team says it Chinese analyzed though. the genes of 103 samples of the virus. It found all but two of them can be classified into the L and S types. The team says the L-type is more aggressive than the S-type, accounting for 70% of the samples. It says the S-type is believed to be older than the L-type, and its gene features are closer to those of the virus identified from bats. It's still unclear which is more dangerous. The team says most patients were infected with one type of the virus, but two people may have been infected with both. On Thursday, Chinese officials said the virus has killed a total of more than 3,000... Okay, we didn't know that. Anyways, two strains all of a sudden? Yeah. uh, It is like a Dean Koontz thriller novel. Yeah, well, read ahead in the book, see what happens. See what's going to happen to us. Yeah, Yeah. no kidding. Anyways. Yeah, how did they fix it? So that's why I have this song, The Corona Shuffle. (laughs) This is me running away. I know, right? Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Anyways, I want to see the music video for this. It's I made one. It's just me jumping around in my room. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! That's what it was. I thought. Yeah. It, okay, I'm gonna go check that out. It's crazy that it's all digital. Yeah. Except for the guitar. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Like that trumpet sounds like a trumpet. Oh, God, it doesn't yeah. sound like a fake. I want to make a band that has this type of music. So let's move on, but just one second. Yeah, sure. Donate to the Japanwood podcast by going to paypal.me forward slash japanwut. Well, that's new. I haven't heard that one before. (laughs) 
Very nice. I like all it. this time I have with full pay. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm really liking this. To, yeah. uh, contribute, you know. You no, know, you are the most productive non-worker that I've uh, that I've encountered. Yay! Awesome. Oh, so moving on, a Japani a Japanese truck driver steals five thousand eight hundred bicycle seats over twenty five years for fun. Right. So this is is it a criminal or is it not a criminal? Oh, we criminal. Not a criminal. <laughs> well, we all have our vices. Everyone has their own idiosyncrasies to help relax after a hard day's work. Some people enjoy popping bubble wrap. Others like to poke holes in fake paper doors. It's part of what makes us all unique, but when our stress relief starts to affect the lives of others, it becomes a problem. For example, Hiroaki Suda of uh, Numazu City, Shizuoka Prefecture, had a relaxation trick that ruined the days of roughly 5,800 people over the span of 25 years. The 57-year-old is currently in the custody of uh, Higashi Osaka police facing charges for stealing the same number of bicycle seats from all over Japan. There's actually a picture of it. It's pretty impressive. Where did he put all these? A truck driver by trade, Suda admitted to police he, he started stealing the seats in Tokyo and Osaka about 25 years ago as a way to blow off some steam after work. However, he said it had gradually become more and more fun for him. Suda revealed the location of a storage unit where he, uh, where he kept all his ill-gotten saddles, each one individually wrapped in a plastic bag. They had been collected all, from all over the country, mainly urban areas that he had stopped in while truck driving. Despite only being bicycle seats, it's still a surprisingly long crime spree and one both baffling and impressive to people online. What do you think of that? Uh, he's definitely not a criminal, um, but have you ever sat down on a bicycle with no seat? It no. really hurts. Yeah. It hurts your bum. <laughs> it hurts your bum Absolutely. a lot. It's like, whoa. And then sometimes you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I have not had the pleasure. It, it, uh, it is bizarre how this, this this is actually only in Japan. Yeah, yeah. It's an only in Japan type of thing. It's it's this mild criminal that becomes obsessed with their with their what have yous. Yeah, yeah. And, but they also put them in plastic bags and rent out a thing. It's not like a pile of it's not like a pile of bicycle seats under the river. On a bank, on a riverside bank, or underneath a tarp yeah, in, a, yeah. in a field. Yeah. He, he's going, he's being very fastidious yeah. with his ill-gotten seats. Yeah, each one is like a trophy to this guy. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking through some, there was also comments about it, and um, there's a long list I'm not going to go through, but the one that hit me the most, it just it just says, we are a nation of children. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that, that, that sums it up about best, At I least think. he's not killing cats or something like that. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, uh, unless you didn't know, notice you had your bicycle seat missing, and when you hit, you realized that you swerved and you hit something. So should he be licking each seat, or should he not be Is licking? it? Oh, is it? Uh, I'm going to go with criminal on this one, and um, I'm betting he is licking the seat. He's a seat licker. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, that's that. That's not That's not cool. I mean, and you think about also, it's not like most of these people are not just recreational um, bike riders. Most of it's their, part of their lifestyle. It's like getting around to um, shopping, taking kids to, you know, uh, to school and things like that. It, it's really part of their lifestyle. Yeah, it's part and, of their daily architecture, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you you need your bicycle. So, yeah, I got no sympathy for this guy. I hope they throw the book at him. I hope they throw the seat at him. Yes, <laughs> yes. Take a seat, young man. We have to have a chat. <laughs> I already did. Take a seat. <laughs> We're like 5,300. <laughs> now, I heard there was a, another case that you were kind of curious about, uh, you're pondering if it was criminal or not criminal. Really? Well, was a there was a guy in Aichi who had the. Oh yeah. I thought that was actually the criminal or not criminal case. Okay. That we're discussing. Well, it, it's worthwhile. It's going back to the the coronavirus. Everything's about the coronavirus. It's crazy. It's all coronavirus. This one's called spreading corona while drinking it. Okay. Uh, a man in his fifties in a city in Aichi visited two bars yes. after being confirmed as infected with the novel coronavirus. Mm -hmm. 
A medical personnel team sent the infected man home. He was to remain at home until an appropriate medical institution was found for treatment. However, he decided to take a taxi to an izakaya bar. Before departing, he reported that he told a family member, quote, I am going to spread the virus, end quote. You've met this guy before, haven't you? I do not know him at all. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. He's the one spreading the coronavirus. Okay, fair enough. Yes, you're right. That's just... But I don't know. Like, print is a funny thing. Like, he... I don't know how... Maybe he just didn't take any of it. Uh, clearly, he didn't take it seriously, but... Maybe he's also part of it's oh, like oh he doesn't care he's well, like fuck this I'm going drinking with my buddies no well, doctor's mean, gonna tell me what to do a little instead of like I'm gonna spread the virus right exactly <laughs> well you know but think about how everything's been treated up until this point like with uh, the cruise ship and everything toilet paper yes exactly so it's like nobody seems to know what they're doing. So why am I going to let this affect my day in the slightest? I mean, maybe should he? I mean, no, I can't. I can't imagine having this guy, this guy, punished or penalized, even though it is kind of shitty. He should also be licking some of those bicycle seats, in my opinion. There you go. He should have his bicycle seat stolen. Yeah, but that would that works. It would work. Yeah, he can and, no longer. Um, go in and take deep whiffs of a public toilet after a pretty girl has used it. How about we take two criminals and we have them commit the crimes to each other? So hmm. we take the corona guy, uh, make him um, ride around until he's sweaty and gets it on the seat, and then have the bicycle guy steal it. I like it. So yeah, it's it's two fitting punishments for for crimes. Yes, there yes. You, you spit on the seat with the coronavirus, right? And exactly. then the other guy licks it. Yes, exactly. Something like that. Yes. Circumlocutious punishment. There you go. Two birds, one stone. Ah, indeed. <laughs> two sick birds, one stone. Two sick birds. I have a new word. You do? Okay. The word of the day: pandemania. Pandemania. Instead of pandemic. Yes. It sounds cuter. Pandemania. So it's not it's not the actual threat mm -hmm. of to your health of the virus. Yes. It's it's the it's the mania. It's yes. the insanity of the news spreading in real time along with the virus. Yeah. Yeah. Pandemania. So here's an example. Yes. Folks, we are simply no longer in a L4 coronavirus crisis. We are now at L three million twenty three thousand nine hundred and forty eight toilet paper pandemania now. Maybe we could cut that number down a bit. <laughs> We're starting to lose people. I think with that. it's like okay. There's a lot of levels. Yeah, uh, yeah, there are indeed. You're right. There's yes. too many levels. There might be a little bit for a casual listener. I'll send that back to the yeah. the, the you know, level committee. You know, someone was about to donate to our PayPal account, and they heard that, and they said, "Never mind." <laughs> donate to the Japan What Podcast by going to paypal.me forward slash Japan WUT. Okay, they, that changed his mind. He's doing it Thank now. Thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> well, um, I still uh, want to give a show recommendation of course. for the week. Of course. Um, if you, uh, on the 14th, which is actually White Day, um, and uh, so maybe go with a loved one, uh, you can go to What the Dickens and Ebby Sue uh, Saturday. And um, one of my friends, the band Angry McFinn and the Old Yank, will be playing, and they always put on a great show. They do great uh, Irish folk music and drinking music. Um, so uh, they sped always up a bit. It's a little bit punk rock. It's a little punk rock. Yeah, a little yeah. Dropkick Murphys ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been to a few of their shows. I've seen and uh, always had a great time. So I recommend. Good drummer. Yeah, excellent. And uh, I recommend checking them out. And a uh, good mandolin player. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Got a, I love a good mandolin yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So you know what? The mandolin and the guitar were competing with each other for a long time as uh, solo instruments uh, for popularity in the early 1900s. Oh really? But for some reason, the guitar ended up um, winning out. I think because hmm. the guitar has more more sounds. And yeah, the mandolin yeah. basically only has the one sound. True, yeah. Mm. But it's so much more convenient to carry around. It is. Yeah. Carrying a guitar stinks. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Anything else for today, Mr. Molesky? I think so. Um, uh, keep an eye on your bicycle seats and your toilet paper. And, um, uh, yeah, don't take your doctor's diagnoses uh, seriously. And... Um, uh, you know, bookstores can make excellent places for music events. I think that's our wrap-up. All right. Thank you very much. Signing off from the ISIS studio in Tokyo, Japan. You've been listening to the Japan What Podcast, blowing hot air to the back end of Tokyo. I'm your co-host, Matt Bigelow. And I'm Tom Molesky. Thank you for listening, and stay safe. Everybody was a kung flu fighting. <laughs>